0: What was your name again?
1: Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living, just like any man. Starting new, on the run.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About Movies at the Waffle Press Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, and I bring on a guest that I think is super great and interesting, and we talk about a movie that we both think is super interesting. It doesn't have to be great, but oftentimes it usually is, much like this week's episode with returning guest Alejandra Gonzalez, whose name I do actually remember this time. How are you?
1: <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. You didn't even know what my name was the last time. We've come a long way, Diego.
0: We have, and to be fair, it wasn't like anywhere on the Twitters, and I had read your articles, I just, I make mistakes because I'm a human being.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's what I'm going with.
1: That's a lot. You never read my articles.
0: I, I totally did, because that's how I found your work. That's how I found good you, point. I think. Good point. That's yes. a good
1: point. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Got nothing on this. How are you today? I'm
1: doing, um, you know, hanging in there. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I I had dinner before this podcast because usually Ooh. I like I try to eat after I record things. And did you have I,
1: waffles?
0: No, tragically I Misleading. I did not. Misleading yeah. title. I I know I'm I'm fucking up. I got to change my whole brand now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but then I the problem was I just kept getting like so hungry because these things usually always go overboard mm-hmm, when I'm recording a with a certain group of people. Especially Matt, me. You know what? No, God bless you. You're like. You you help keep me on track, and it's not like a horrible overlong disaster that I have to spend like hours editing and trimming down. No, Matt, we
1: don't want that. We don't want that.
0: Yeah, no, please, no. Uh, but you came on this year for the first time uh, to talk about Almost Famous, a great film. Mm-hmm. Then you came back to talk about The Witch, a film I had not received, rewatched because it cursed me, and uh, <laughs> now. You're back to talk about Robert Eggers' second feature film, The Lighthouse, ah! starring Willem Dafoe yes. and Robert Pattinson.
1: Yes, and I'm surprised you didn't get a nosebleed with this one. I think it's not The Witch Curse. I think it's just Robert Eggers.
0: I, yeah. yeah, so for, for those that didn't check out The Witch episode, and you totally should because it's one of the best ones I've done this year, I think. Uh, oh my god, it, thank you. That's... I don't know, my pleasure. Uh, that film cursed me, and just careful with that one. Um, the Lighthouse did not curse me, though. So.
1: Well, here's the thing. The Lighthouse did not curse you because it's generally about masculinity, right? But, like, the witch is about women, so because you're a man, you were cursed.
0: I think so. I'm the only one, though. Don't know what that says about me. <laughs> that might not be great. I it's because you're into involved that.
1: with me somehow.
0: Oh, God, and it's just, like, raining over me.
1: Yeah. like
0: <laughs> Like a dark shroud. <laughs> So why, why did you look forward to The Lighthouse? Just a quick recap before we go into the, the film itself.
1: Um, so I was looking forward to it, of course, because everyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with Mr. Eggers and his work. Mainly him. But um, <laughs> I knew it would be good. I also am a big fan of both Robert and Willem. So I was excited to see what their dynamic would be like on screen. And it was also a movie that I was gonna watch at the Toronto Film Festival, so TIFF and it was my first movie there it was my first like big festival movie so I was definitely looking forward to that for sure and I don't think I could have picked a better movie
0: <laughs> well this was your first year going to that, right?
1: yeah, it was my first year going and this was my first movie so it was like, a, like just premium movie watching for me
0: Okay, how did you enjoy the festival? Cuz I haven't gone yet, but I think I'm going to um, make the trek next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had fun at the festival. Um I met Shaq. I don't know what his at name is, but I know you know who I'm talking about if you're listening to this. <laughs> He's my co-host on sequels. And so I met him, and he was so great and so nice and he came over to my Airbnb and we just like shot the shit <laughs> for a while and then the festival itself was cool because, you know, like It's exciting. It's so thrilling. There's like an adrenaline rush. There's so many people trying to watch the same movie you're trying to watch and excited to watch the same movie you're excited to watch. And then everyone's talking about the same movie you just watched when you leave the theater. And it's just great. And there's a lot of celebrities. I actually saw both Robert and Willem on stage and Mr. Eggers too, but I couldn't really see them because I can't see without my glasses, but that's okay.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Shaq was on our May episode this year talking about... Guy Rich's King Arthur and a, a fuck ton of other stuff. It was a really fun episode, so everyone check that out as well. Um, Love Shack. But, I, yeah, he's great. But I have to imagine that a movie like The Lighthouse, some people yeah. always say, like, oh, this movie was really weird. I don't know if audiences are going to, like, be on board with it. And generally, it's like, like, you know, like the Joker came out and everyone made a big hubbub about it. And you mm-hmm. watch it and you're like, like, whether you like it or dislike it, like, it's not that radical of a Agreed. film. I agree You know, 100%. like... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not like people. I'm surprised people are still talking about it. If I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> but with something like The Lighthouse, like this is a genuinely weird, abstract, absurd film.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's definitely surrealist to me, and like, I'm actually going to go watch it again tomorrow with a new friend I made in class, and I'm fucking scared because I think she's gonna be like, "Why did you take me to watch this? Should I be scared of you?" <laughs>
0: Uh, quick synopsis: In late 19th century, uh, two two wikis. What do they call? I, I don't know. What that sounds called. right. Two, two men uh, head to an island lighthouse uh, as they're going to keep the the light lit and guide ships home. But we never see any ships. We only see the one when they arrive, which I think is actually kind of very important. We'll get into that. Basically, just spend a couple weeks together and try to go about their duties. And things start slowly ratcheting up. Things start getting a little weirder. Uh, The unexplained starts occurring at very uh, specific and uh, peculiar, under peculiar circumstances. And uh, it might be longer than a few weeks that they were on this island, or it might be a little less. And uh, if you haven't seen The Lighthouse yet, I think it's fair to say we both give it a recommendation. Definitely. And I would recommend heavily watching it before listening to this episode because uh we kind of talk about like everything.
1: Yeah, and also I saw the movie and I've talked about it a million times and I still don't (laughs) know what the fuck I watched. So just be patient when you go watch it because I don't think I don't think anyone will quite fully be able to grasp it the first time around.
0: Yeah, it's uh for such a simple stripped down premise, it is kinda dense, especially towards the back half, like it might just be on my brain because I just did an episode on this too for Halloween. Uh, but like something like John Carpenter's in the mouth of madness, Mm -hmm. this feels very similar where it starts off. Like, you, you know, just even from the the mood where this is going to go. Right. But then by the end, it's just like, it's hard to grasp onto any sense of reality. Uh, (laughs) in the mouth of madness is like way more literal. This is like, well, what do you take away from it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then by the end, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know yet, but I have to think about it. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I think I got this out of that. And then I'll read different like interpretations of it. And I'm like, oh, of course it's that. And then I read something else. I'm like, oh, no, it's of course it's that. And uh, so that's been a lot of fun.
1: It's interesting and funny because I was going to write about the movie for Talk Film Society. But c- because I had seen it so early on in its like circuit, I didn't write about it because I couldn't read anyone else's review to kind of, like, help me, (laughs) like, (laughs) come up with something. But I don't know. I just kind of, similarly to The Witch at one point, I was just like, fuck this, I'm going to stop. And it's the same thing with David Lynch. It's like, fuck this, I'm just going to let this take me wherever it takes me. I'm not going to think about it right now. And so that's, like, how I was able to enjoy this movie very, very much. Because I know I have a lot of friends that actually didn't like this movie at all. And I think it's because they didn't just let themselves, like, say fuck it. You know what I mean? I think it's very important that you do that with this movie.
0: Yeah, I think Robert Eggers, he's uh, he's clearly a fan of, like, those old fairy tales you get, like, told about in middle school. And, like, early childhood, you know?
1: Yeah, he, I heard, I think I read, like, a tweet or something that was, like, Robert Eggers listens to, like, <laughs> like, 11th century folk music from, like, the Vikings or something.
0: Oh, I totally believe <laughs> I, it. And I his next,
1: that.
0: And his next movie is about Vikings, so. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it has a title yet, but it's going to star uh, Alexander Skarsgård, I think. Ooh. Yeah, and it's, like, a Viking revenge tale or some shit. I don't know. Man,
1: I can't imagine him coming out with a bad movie. Like, this man knows film. Like, he knows film so well. And it just, like, permeates through the screen. And his passion for it, too. And that's why I love him so much. Like, I can't watch this. And even if I didn't understand it, and even if it gave me, like, kind of, like, nightmares, I can't be, like, I don't like this movie because I know that there was so much passion put into it.
0: I mean, like you were saying, it, it really just takes you on, like, a journey. And it's if you fucked. can't get on board with it, much like the characters get on board the boat, that's not even, like, a clever thing. That's just literally <laughs> what happens. Uh, but, like, you know, like, if you can't get on board with, like, stuff that's a little more surreal, I get it. I don't I don't know how you watch movies, but, like, I, I can understand something not being for you.
1: Right. I mean, But uh,
0: I, I've actually been very surprised. People I've talked to have, like, across the board really loved it. And I'm like, really?
1: You like yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Whoa.
1: I, so on my, like, timeline, I obviously have people from film Twitter, but I also have my real life friends and people I know, like, I don't want to call them locals, but that's what they are. (laughs) And then, like, I see them talking about the lighthouse, and I'm just, like, so proud, because they actually liked it. That makes me sound like an asshole, but it's, like, I don't think the general public, like, fucking maria in your fifth period is gonna, is gonna <laughs> like this movie but i don't know i don't know i could be wrong i'm very excited to see how my friend ursula reacts to it tomorrow so i'll definitely keep you guys posted but i do yes. think it's it's been kind of refreshing to see how positive how positively this movie has been uh received
0: yes please keep us all posted uh, I, will. I, I will say i don't think it's like elitist or anything to say like the general public or anything like that like just we are in a a, like a closed bubble of people that watch movies on film twitter you know like i think i think it's if you like you start looking down at them which you're not doing by saying that which is i think like yeah you're you're good you're in the clear i'm
1: I'm making us i'm i'm aware that we're the fucking weirdos who watch this and we're like oh hell the fuck yeah <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah like i don't think they're the weirdos i think we're the weirdos <laughs> so i don't know i'm i'm really excited to see how i kind of want to drag my friends to watch this because i dragged them to midsummer and i dragged them to things like Phantom thread and stuff and they absolutely hated me for it so i can't wait to take them to this and see how they react
0: Oh, it's it's so funny. Like, I think I've talked about it on a podcast before. But, uh, like, I'm very close with uh, both sides of my family, on my mother and my father's side. And every year, like, when we get together for, like, holidays and stuff like that, they're always like, what would you like this year? Whatever. And um, they tell me, like, oh, we checked out this because we heard it was popular. And so my godparents last year, they they pulled me aside. and They're like, did you see that movie, The Favorite? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. And they're like, why? And I was like, well, I, I broke down why I liked it. And I, I still think that's my favorite film of that director's. And they're like, yeah, it was really weird. And I was like, well, I wouldn't have recommended it to you. You know, is kind of the whole like, I think that's a big part missing in a lot of film discussions that like, it's just okay when something's not for you. You know, like I'd recommend yeah. The Last Jedi to everyone who has like taste, but I wouldn't recommend The Lighthouse to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, my godparents would hate this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would. not Oh, my God. I would never watch this with my parents. The Horny Mermaids and stuff.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, especially that.
1: I mean, don't, don't do that. <laughs> well, my mom loves Robert, so I'm I'm like referring to them by their first names and shit, like Robert, Willem. We all love them. Why you spill your
0: beans?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so a little, a little more synopsis in the film. Uh, the characters' names are Ephraim Winslow, which is the Robert Pattinson character,
1: and so we Thomas think.
0: Wake uh, is Willem Dafoe. And yes, yeah, so so we think uh, something and,
1: happens. Like I, I mean, spoiler, right? Like there's you're on this island with them for so long or f- for so little, like you don't really know that they don't even like their identities are just kind of they start to kind of, like, become an amalgamation and you don't know who's who and, like, what is real? What is going on? I need answers.
0: And I, I'm glad we don't get definitive answers. It feels like a lot of movies uh, nowadays kind of veer into that. Yeah. Like, we have to spend minutes explaining everything. Like, I, I tweeted about it the other day because this are recording this really soon after the new Terminator came out. Uh, and I ended up liking it a lot, and I'm as shocked as anyone to say that, but even that still had like the modern franchise issues of like, here's what's happening. We're gonna sp- explain every little ounce of like the plot and like the character motivation so the audience doesn't get lost. And, okay, we're moving on now, and it's like it was doing good before that right. I, you know, you don't have to to go through all the little like nooks and crannies to make sure you don't have to Especially hold the audience's hands
1: so far down the line in a franchise, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's a sixth Terminator. People know. <laughs> like they know. <laughs> they know what's up. Uh unlike the Lighthouse, which I think people are still trying to get a grasp on. Um but yeah, it's it's a story about two men who may be one man. And I think some of the great like art is always up for interpretation. Not not everything. Um sometimes it's nice to have clear cut stories. You know, like James Cameron films are not like they're they're not
1: hard ambiguous. to understand
0: yeah there you go thank you they're not ambiguous they're like he keeps it simple and he's not a bad writer he's very broad though and i think there's a merit to that too but i i love the david lynch comparison he made to this because this is totally like <laughs> like, like when i first walked out of it i was like oh that's about the gig economy <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> like about that's just what? where my mind went <laughs> oh my god you're too funny
0: Oh, no, no, I, I'm completely
1: serious, too. I know, I know, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> I know you're totally serious about it. I don't know where my mind went. <laughs> I was just like, holy... I don't even know what my thoughts are. I can't even remember because, first of all, like Tiff was a million years ago, it seems. But I do remember immediately knowing that I needed to rewatch it. I
0: think uh, the big thing for me when, as I was watching it like just unravel because it doesn't so much like follow a story as it does unravel. Like we right. see the the two lighthouse keepers that's what they're called lighthouse keepers. What the fuck? Um cleaning <laughs> up around the area. They have to keep up the maintenance, they have to make sure everything flows accordingly, keep clean water, don't drink on the job, which changes very quickly, obviously. Also,
1: this movie's fucking hilarious.
0: Oh yeah, it's so funny. The witch is is has like no not a single ounce of humor in it and like that's not what that movie's going for so obviously that's totally fine but i was right. just surprised to see what a funny bone this guy had
1: i i know he's perfect
0: like, i hope he's I, listening to this i hope so too robert if you ever make that nosferatu movie and you need someone to help you out on set i got you what, a, whatever a you want, I'll Diego, be a runner. I thought you
1: were going to be like, if you needed someone to be a vampire, here's your girl. But you didn't oh you didn't yeah. me out that way at all.
0: Also, if you need someone to be a vampire, here's your girl.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: No problem. What, what's the other name? Mina? Every, every Nose for Rotus slash Dracula movie needs a Yeah, there's a, a, Mina. a Mina. There's
1: a Mina, yeah. Mina
0: for sure. So there you go. There's, there's your Mina. Mina.
1: Thank you. Here, here
0: is your Mina. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we're seeing them go about, like, their daily business, and it's, like, very clear that it's just grating horrible uh, work for, like, probably very little pay. These are not well-dressed dudes. Uh, although I've been told, like, the outfits they wear are actually, like, very warm. Yeah. So that that's why it's okay for them to get, like, drowned. It's, like, standing on a rock somewhere. Um,
1: oh, my God. Can you imagine?
0: Well, Robert Eggers, didn't he say he almost, like, attacked? Uh, uh, Robert Pattinson almost attacked, like, Robert Eggers. Like, you know, they have a good working relationship, but at a certain point when you're getting hit with like the 70th blast of a fire hose, it might, it might reach your breaking point.
1: Yikes. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like filming that must have been a fucking nightmare. Especially like with some of this. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about that kind of filming style because it was like, you know, you're, you're acting. You don't, I think Ridley Scott said it like at a round table one time that, just because you're filming Mount Everest doesn't mean you have to be on Everest right
1: know? That's a good like point. he didn't
0: he, I think the the point he made was that like I didn't go to Mars to shoot the Martian like that would be <laughs> ridiculous to even try and it's like broad but I get it you know
1: <laughs> oh god this movie man like oh my god Robert Pattinson loves to like on screen,
0: huh? Oh yeah, I guess 2019, the year of Robert Patton come, I
1: guess
0: <laughs> uh, go watch High Life, everyone. It's really. I actually weird. have not
1: seen High Life yet. Is it as weird as the Lighthouse?
0: Uh, no, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. All things considered, um, hmm. your your mileage may vary. I I know Claire Denis can be kind of a mixed bag if you're not familiar with her. She's one of the right. filmmakers this year that I've kind of, like, been going back and, like, oh, this is a big blind spot. I'm trying to fill that.
1: Hmm.
0: So okay. I'm, I'm kind of I'm getting there. But.
1: That would be a good double future, right? Like, The Lighthouse and High Life.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't I, I it need come to... in
1: both? Yeah, but, like... That's the thread.
0: Okay, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Carpenter's got his Apocalypse trilogy. Robert Pattinson. He needs to complete the Come trilogy. <laughs>
1: He needs Batman. one more.
0: Batman. Oh yeah, he, he needs to, to have like a vigorous masturbation scene in Batman.
1: <laughs> I would fucking watch that, honestly. But anyway, back to horny mermaids.
0: Well, <laughs> well, just like really quick, I think it's also important to note that Robert Pattinson's apparently like a huge weirdo, like a fun one. But Wait, didn't still, he say like, that he like
1: peed on or something?
0: I whoa, I don't yeah, know about he did that one.
1: Say- I'm sh- or pun- Oh, no! Oh, my God. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut it out. Leave it in. He likes okay. to be spit on. That's what it was. He's- <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Yeah. That one I get.
1: I almost started a rumor about Robert Pattinson like, liking <laughs> golden showers. I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. There's there's like a leap, you know, from spitting to pissing.
1: <laughs> so Oh, my God. How embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Anyway... That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> it's about the lighthouse, which, um, you told me like, I think it was you, um, that you thought like the lighthouse was a phallic symbol, right?
0: Oh yeah. It's just a penis.
1: Elaborate.
0: Okay. So you kind of have to go back to, to the witch also, because the witch is very much about like femininity Feminine and energy in, yeah. and like a, a place where it's very clearly not welcomed. And, uh, not many places do welcome it still, which is the big problem and I think the point of that film. Uh,
1: do you think the, that in The Lighthouse it's about, like, what happens when it's just pure masculine energy, like the chaos that ensues?
0: Yeah, and when they're isolated and they're, like, confined in a space that they need to survive, you know? Like, mm-hmm. regardless of what Robert Pattinson's character did prior to getting onto The Lighthouse, like, I, I think it's a, it's purposefully ambiguous um he could be running from something he could be just trying to get by he could just be like depressed like it doesn't matter like he's stuck in this situation with another person that might just be like a, a part of his broken psyche and mm-hmm. um it's it's eating away at both of these entities and i mean it's like it's not even subtle like when he's like masturbating it not keeps cutting all- between like him fucking the mermaid that may or may not be there and the lighthouse, you know. I'm like, sure oh, that yep, the that's mermaid is not
1: there. How could you fuck a mermaid? She doesn't even have legs.
0: No no no. There's a, a mermaid vagina in the film. I don't think Maybe the mermaid I was there. That. But that's oh no, it's it's a quick one. It's like some <laughs> some Tony Scott style editing. It's just like <laughs> little <laughs> flashes
1: of mermaid vagina?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's there. There's an interview where Robert Eggers talks about like or he's he's asked about like uh designing mermaid genitalia
1: <laughs> mermaid pussy jesus yeah 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 That's it's amazing thing. that's great okay love that
0: yeah uh great like effects and like oh, practical yeah. uh, makeup on the mermaid too like that was, that was uh very impressive because it's not it's not a big fantasy film you know but like that that stuff held up i
1: thought on camera i think it's super fantastical like i think the light itself is like super mystical i don't know i could be wrong but it felt like i I
0: guess let me let me i I misspoke i guess it's totally more fantasy like if we have to like apply genres to it which i would not recommend sometimes movies can be more more than than one thing actually all uh,
1: times they are more than one thing but anyway yeah yeah who am i to
0: say i I know it's it's just nonsense that anyways I, i agree with you um but like the witch is definitely much more scary to me. This film is not really scary, but the final image is like horrifically unsettling. Which we'll get to. We'll get to that. Uh that one was like, ooh, we're wow, we're ending there. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: You know what's crazy? I think that they're actually both equally scary to me because and not to be that feminist or anything, but like No not do it. I was, I mean, I we talked about the witch and what it means to me, but like also the lighthouse was fucking terrifying because there's just so much masculine energy and and it is frightening when it's that catastrophic. Do you know what I mean? Especially one of the, like the last scenes where like Robert's character is like arguing with Willem's character, whatever their names may be, because we're not even sure who's who anymore. Um... It's just so aggressive and it's so fucking scary to me. Like I was actually like kind of frozen during those scenes. Not only because the acting was so phenomenal, but also because I was like like this is like pure masculine energy here and it's chaotic as fuck and I hate it.
0: Well, it's terrifying. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be stuck there with them.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I
0: guess in that in that sense I maybe that's my like flaw. Is like a man then oh, i didn't even consider that
1: it. i do not mean to make it like that but no no I, I don't think i don't think you're
0: wrong yeah
1: and also there's nothing scarier to me than being stuck in one place for so long and that speaks to my commitment issues but anyway that's <laughs> this is not a therapy session
0: <laughs> i I'm, i am not qualified for that <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah go on
0: <laughs> oh, where, where even was i <laughs> hang on sorry um, oh, yeah, the the mermaid vagina, obviously. <laughs> uh, it, it's a bunch of, like, mishmash of images at a certain point. Like, there, it's a standard, like, narrative thread, a slow build to, like, rising tension that we don't fully understand. But, I mean, from the get-go, with, with the comedy stuff that was brought up... uh he, Robert Eggers makes farts funny again, and I have not like laughed at a fart.
1: Oh my god! Right?
0: Ever like like this is honest to God. I've never found farts funny ever. Like they're just not funny to me. I think they're gross. Uh, like uh, even like, in middle school, when people were playing pranks and stuff, I'd be like, "That's gross. That's not funny." So that tells you how fun I was. Does it?
1: The way that he does it is like he. It's such a part of their characterization that i don't know it's like it sounds dumb but the farts are like a part of their relationship and their relationship dynamic because like isn't it that willem does it to bother robert well
0: yeah i think that's the whole thing Um, and so
1: that's what's funny to me like it's not the fart itself but i think it's really interesting how he like uses it as (laughs) like he uses farts as a way to establish their relationship dynamic and it's fucking awesome
0: and it just keeps escalating from there, right, right? And I mean, there's there's a severe implication that if it is two people, that um, Willem Dafoe's Thomas character is gaslighting mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's Thomas character before we right. find out he's Thomas, uh, and the whole like, like he might be getting off on like controlling this this younger man with him. There's this like. At first, kind of subtle, low key, like homoerotic energy, and then oh, later it's just like very—it's it, blatant. It's at fucking a certain point. awesome. <laughs> no, it's Ugh. great. Yeah, they want to either kill each other or fuck each other, and it's just how. Like I—I I don't remember the last time I saw that in like an American film.
1: Hmm. I don't know, but all I know is that I was living for it and the dancing that they were doing.
0: The drunken uh-huh. dancing in this movie is incredible. Dance. Dance, Winslow. Dance. Come on, you boys, the way through here. How we got to the way last <laughs> here. In the same we just took Please, my in and big dog I also want to shout out just the look of the film it's shot in like hang on like i actually want to look this up because i was i love the the aspect ratio because i know it's not the standard academy shit what is it what are you okay the the aspect ratio is 1.19 to 1 and it's shot in black and white film stock and uh, i found this out just by listening to robert eggers talk about it because i became obsessed with this movie too and uh, apparently black and white film stock has not changed since the 1950s. Nope. And mm-hmm. the uh, the look and, the, like, the lighting, oh, the, the the film is... It, it provides, it's... like, this natural deep contrast between the light <sighs> and the darkness.
1: I'm, like, moaning because it's, like, the fucking best thing I've ever seen. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, it's... I'm gonna be bold right now. Visually? No, I can't. I can't say it. I can't even say it. Say it. Say it. No, No, you
0: have to. You have to. <laughs> no
1: it's like visually equal to the witch (laughs) it's so good it like there's like a weird kind of graininess to it and like if someone didn't know better and if someone didn't recognize both robert and willem like they would immediately assume that this shit was from like the 50s for sure like it's so good the dialect is like perfect i don't know it's oh my god like i need a moment (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> well I, I can keep going if you'd like.
1: Yeah, you can you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay. I'll just catch my breath. <laughs> Thanks.
0: We'll we'll start wrapping up soon. Um but the look of the films really impressed me beyond anything. Just the staging. Yeah. Uh it's it doesn't seem that like difficult, but like every image feels like so perfectly like compacted around these performances. You know, like he knows when to cut, he knows when to to move the camera he's not a flashy filmmaker but he's a very great he's a great filmmaker you know I think a a great filmmaking isn't just like throwing as much at the camera as possible it's when to know to use the camera and how to use the camera when to push in when to move on when enough is enough because by the the end point of the film when they just go crazy and start trying to like drink each other to death or like uh, beat up a seagull beat a seagull to death which is a thing that happens in this movie um mm-hmm. and literally chase each other around with an axe it's uh it's it's insane it's like genuinely crazy.
1: What was your take on that seagull thing
0: thomas Robert pattinson's thomas was uh had had reached his breaking point, and like all these little annoyances had built up, and so he's clearly like he's a dude dealing with some shit before he got there, and so he just like blew up and killed the seagull, so he was like Fuck this seagull. But I also think that was ingrained, like, that action was ingrained into him by uh, Willem Dafoe's character. Not, I'm not, like, because Willem Dafoe has control so controlling over every aspect of his life and not letting him in to see the light in the lighthouse, telling him what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, that he was like, this. he told me not to kill the seagull. Fuck this seagull. I'm going to kill the seagull.
1: Right. That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think that this shit was for real, for real, like, the spirit of sailors and shit? I... Or do you think he was just doing that to, hmm. like, exercise control?
0: I think it's a weird blend of the two. Mm-hmm. Where Robert Pattinson kills the seagull as just a fuck you to Willem Dafoe. And depending on how much you buy into the, the fantasy elements of the film...
1: I'm gonna say that I like, I, I like the idea of it being, like, for real, the souls of dead seamen. Because... It does add to the fantastical elements, and I love like a good sea tale. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then just the the way it all unravels from that point on, I exactly. could I could totally roll with that. Um, and by the end, I think I don't know. I think that's a pretty definitive like final moment. So we'll just we'll just hop there uh, after they basically spend like a good portion of the finale like hunting each other down, and uh, Robert Pattinson finally like defeats Willem Dafoe and makes him walk around like a dog. Kind like, of kinky, huh? Yeah, like there's there it's some clear like homoerotic stuff going on there. And I fucking Robert Eggers love that is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> it's, it's super fucked up the situation, but it's also like kind of delightful to see like just a movie this like open with itself and like who its characters are. Like that's nice, you know? <laughs> um uh, by by the, the time they end up like Basically battling to the death, and Robert Pattinson lit, like has to kill him, and he, he's clearly not broken up about it.
1: I'm just uh, saying, like, so we think at the end of everything.
0: Oh, I guess I guess he could not be dead, right? It could not. It could have just been one person. It could have been the manifestation of his own like subconscious or something like that, right? Like, here's a fun read on it, uh, really quick. I, I read that like, oh, he's been on the lighthouse for so long that. It, it's, it is it uh, is Willem Dafoe's character actually it's not Robert Pattinson's perspective and I, I didn't read too much more into that but I was like just really quick that's kind of a fun idea like, so
1: it's like Willem Dafoe created this like Robert Pattinson character
0: yeah and he's doomed to to live out this cycle for like however long it is and by the, the final frame of the moment when after he gets into the lighthouse and starts screaming some weird dubstep noise uh, <laughs> and he, we we cut to him on the shore with the seagulls
1: mm-hmm. eating
0: at his intestines and him missing an eye
1: oh my um, fucking god so good I forgot all about that until right it's now
0: it's the shit and it's the the best moment of the movie for me but um, I think that clearly indicates that like yeah this is this is fantasy and to what capacity I think determines on the viewer um, I kind of like the idea that it's I I read this, this is not my take, but my friend uh, Esther Rosenfield had uh, written up a quick take that this was kind of about the story of Prometheus, but through, Mm -hmm. like, the lens of the American worker. Ooh. Yeah, like, the lighthouse is like the unattainable fire, and when when man finally, like, grasps it, they're, like, unworthy, and they're, like, doomed to forever suffer because of it, and I just really like that.
1: I love that. What's your friend's name?
0: Esther Rosenfield.
1: Esther Rosenfield. You really did that. You really did that. I mean, I'll be totally honest, and this is going to make me sound like a bad film person, but I don't really know the Prometheus story too well. So I can't really speak to that. But I like what you said about, like, the unattainable, attaining the unattainable. Or what she said about attaining the unattainable.
0: I think the whole, like, well, if anyone's seen Ridley Scott's excellent 2012 film, Prometheus, they know what's up. But, uh, no, I mean, that, that's basically the whole the concept of Prometheus. Like, there's more going on in in that, that fable, but that's ultimately, like, the gist of the story. And oh, okay. I think that's why when I came out, like, because I did not have the Prometheus reading when I walked out of the theater. And I talked to you very quickly after I saw the film. And I did you not did. have that initially, but, you um, not,
1: but you did like it. And so our friendship was able to become maintained because I really was ready to never talk to you again.
0: Wow. That's hurtful and inspiring in a weird way, but, uh, I did love it. And I did still walk out with the idea about it being gig economy. And even with the Prometheus reading, I still think that holds up because like capitalism is this whole thing where like anyone can do it. Anyone can be rich. And it's like, it's clearly not. How the system is designed, like once a handful of people have the wealth, they just hoard it for themselves, like the whole thing about billionaires is that like you know like that's no one should have that much wealth, like that's just you could never run out of wealth at that point like you'll Must you could nice. spend all the money in the world and you'll be rich forever still <sighs> and so like at a certain point you're you're stepping on other people to maintain that
1: yeah, that's depressing.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry for taking us all there.
1: It's but okay. This, this is what my podcast
0: has devolved into. Just it's okay. complaining about the
1: 1%. <laughs> I will gladly be a part of that.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: So this was a weird episode, but I'm glad we did it, and I'm glad you convinced me to do it.
1: I'm glad we did this, too. We actually, for those listening, tried to do this uh, on Friday, but instead we watched Long Shot, and it was, well... In San Diego, watched Long Shot and I fell asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, would, I would recommend Long Shot to some people.
1: <laughs> I love Long Shot. But anyway, I digress. We did try to record this as soon as possible because, it, again, it had been so long since I saw it. And so we planned from, like, I think literally when I saw it, I texted you and, like, we said we should do an episode on it. But oh God, it's been like a month and a half now. So I don't remember much but i hope i still did the movie justice
0: i think you did thank you what else you could do justice is to yourself by giving (laughs) out your plug so people could follow you because you're great
1: thank you um yeah you can follow me on twitter at sick underscore underscore six six that's uh pretty much all i'm advertising right now oh and definitely go listen to my um, podcast it's Sequels S E E Q U E L S. I host that with Shaq and Sarah Sorrentino. They are honestly not to get emotional, but they are like the best co-hosts I could have ever asked for. I love them very much, and you know it's fun over there. So definitely check that out.
0: Definitely go check out all that. And Sequels is one of my favorite podcasts. oh
1: no.
0: I've been suffering for two weeks. That new episode. So you I know. No rush, I'm Do, so do what sorry. you got to do. I get When is it. this
1: episode gonna come out?
0: i'm gonna try to have it up tomorrow
1: oh my god please do please do please do okay yay
0: and of course you could follow me at twitter.com slash the diego crespo check out the waffle press on youtube soundcloud spotify itunes and patreon where i post sneak peeks of stuff we're doing soon i'm trying to have more happy emblem stuff available uh, don't blame matt the american healthcare industry is terrible But we're getting back to it. So keep an eye out for all of Happy Amblin' stuff and all the other stuff we got coming out soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Have you ever had someone spit on you like in a kind of erotic way? (laughs) Let me think about it for a second. (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't had that. It's pretty great. It's good, yeah?
1: Five weeks, two days, help me to recollect.